Good evening. Happy Thursday. This is Talking Sports with Evan, and thank you so much for those that tune in each and every week, either live or on the podcast or watch the video, Facebook, Twitter, or uh, YouTube. You can check out the video stream of Talking Sports with Evan anytime, any place you want to, As I, or as I mentioned, you can listen to the podcast too, anywhere podcasts are found. The Packer 50 initial ish 53 man roster has been determined and i'm going to talk about the packer 53 man roster give some predictions for the 2023 season some expectations of the 2023 season as well and give you my team mvp my team offensive and defensive players of the year and my rookies of the year for the packers i'm also going to talk some wisconsin badgers the wisconsin badgers kick off their season against Buffalo on Saturday. I'm going to talk about what my expectations are for the the new era of Badger football coached by Luke Fickle, a new offense coming into play, the air raid offense. The three yards and a cloud of dust is now, I guess you can say, on its way out in Badger football, and we are going to see a variation of the air raid, and this is going to be the first, uh, I guess, major change in the Badger football program in quite some time. And I know uh, Gary Anderson was there very briefly to try to make some tweaks to it, but it didn't last very long, and then it went kind of right back to what we saw under Alvarez, which is more of the ground and pound uh type of football and I'm going to kind of talk to you about what to expect from this Badger season coming up. Also, before I do get into any of that, uh for those that are new to the program, I volunteer with the Racine Raiders and the Racine Raiders are playing uh, they're a minor league football team celebrating their 70th season playing minor league football, the second oldest organization of minor league football in the country, but they're also the most successful minor league football program in the country. And they are traveling to Washington, D.C. on Saturday to take on the West Sound Rebels. And if you want to see a a very talented minor league football team, go to the Racine Raiders YouTube page and on Saturday and check out the game. I strongly encourage it's going to be a 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern kickoff. And I, I think you would enjoy what you watch. The Raiders are a very good, talented football team. So with that out of the way, going to quickly jump to, to the Packers and talk about the Packer 53-man roster quick. They kept two quarterbacks on the roster. No surprise, really, to anybody. I expected Jordan Love and Sean Clifford to be the only two quarterbacks they picked. Alex Magoo is going to be on the practice squad, but it makes sense. Clifford definitely won the back backup job in a landslide role. They let go of uh, Etling um, earlier in, in the training camp, and then... Um, Clifford basically became the backup quarterback then and there with Jordan Love obviously being the starter. Running back, surprisingly, they kept three. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were locks for the 53-man roster. I 
I personally was not expecting them to keep a third back. Last year, they kept two at the cutdown, and they had a few on the practice squad, and they just kind of kept rotating them up. Patrick Taylor and Tyler Goodson, they just kind of kept rotating them onto the practice squad, uh, from the practice squad uh, on game day, elevating them, and then put them back on the practice squad after the game. So I was a little surprised and happy for them that they kept Emmanuel Wilson. Emmanuel Wilson definitely earned a job with the Green Bay Packers this season. And I'm sure the Packers are worried about with teams wanting to get cheaper at the running back position. I'm sure the Packers were a little worried about losing Wilson. Wilson still has some blocking and special team stuff to work on, but overall, very talented back from what I saw. Wide receiver position, no real surprise. I guess the surprise that Grant DeBose got released. He did sign as a to the practice squad after being released, but Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Samari Torre, Dontavian Wicks, and Malik Keith are your top six receivers for the Packers in 2023. Dontavian Wicks, I was wondering if he would make the team or not, being that he was dealing with a hamstring issue. And when they made the team, I thought maybe that he would go on the IR until he recovers. But it looks like he has recovered enough to participate uh, in week one, which is a good thing because Romeo Dobbs is now dealing with a hamstring issue suffered in the last practice prior to the final preseason game. Tight ends did exactly what I thought they would do. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Josiah DeGara all put on the uh, main roster. They did bring in a tight end uh, off waivers from the Vikings, who's another really good athlete. But Allen is on the practice squad, and Henry Pearson, fullback, is on the practice squad. I do expect to see a lot of them this season. Offensive line kept 11. Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon, Zach Tom, of course, that's your starters. Then they kept Yash Nijman, Rashid Walker, Royce Newman, Sean Ryan, Caleb Jones, and Luke Tenuta. Luke Tenuta, likely uh, he'll be on the IR to start things out, but Packers are big fans of him. Rashid Walker played tremendous football, and he pretty much overtook Yash Nijman as being that number three tackle. Um, Royce Newman... He is what he is. He's not a very good football player, but he adds depth inside. Sean Ryan had a really strong training camp this year. And Caleb Jones had a pretty good um, camp as well uh, before dealing with an ankle. They kept six defensive linemen initially, and Kenny Clark and TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Jonathan Ford, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks. For the first time in probably more than a decade, I think 2010 season was the last time I was excited for a Green Bay Packer defensive line. I'm excited for this Green Bay Packer defensive line. Kenny Clark is Kenny Clark. TJ Slayton's giving me flashbacks of Gilbert Brown. Devontae Wyatt had a very strong summer camp and see what he does in year two. Kobe Wooden and Carl Brooks, two rookies who I am excited to see play against the starters. They had a great training camp, great preseason, and they definitely bring a lot of energy and tenacity. 
on that defensive line. The Packers look like they have a defense for the first time in a while that want to get after you, and that is what the defensive line looks like. I am a, I am an opinion of that you win games with strong play up front. You need a strong offensive line. You need a strong defensive line. And that's just what the Packers have. It, on paper, right now is a strong at both positions. At outside linebacker, they kept Rashawn Gary, who will be on a pitch count to start the season. No surprise there. Coming back from a torn ACL. I'm excited to see him back. Preston Smith, Kingsley Ngabare, who looked really good this summer. Justin Hollins, and then the first-round pick, Lucas Van Ness, who is still learning the NFL game, and Bretton Cox Jr., undrafted guy who came onto the scene and earned a roster spot. So the Packers kept six outside linebackers. Not surprising with Rashawn Gary being on a pitch count early on. At the inside linebacker position, initially the Packers kept Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, Eric Wilson, and Tyree Carpenter. Tyree Carpenter did get released um, a day or so ago, but he I think you know, yesterday he did get released, did make the initial 53, but the Packers made some moves, and he was one of the guys they let go. I like the inside linebacker position. You got two very high quality starters in Campbell and Walker. And I think Walker is on, he's on the verge of having a huge season this year. And McDuffie is a very solid mid, a backup middle linebacker. He knows his job. He does it well. He's not going to do, try to do too much. And Eric Wilson is also a great special teams contributor. They initially kept four corners on the 53, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Carrington Valentine. Um, Shamir Gene Charles was released. That that move surprised me a little bit, and Eric Stokes will start the season on the pup. Uh, Darnell Savage, Ru- uh, Rudy Ford, Jonathan Owens, Dallin Levette, and Anthony Johnson Jr. made the initial 53-man. The Packers made some moves there. As well, they brought in a safety from uh, a player that was waived, and we'll see what that position looks like moving forward. Probably the um, probably the um, most worrisome uh, position um, for the Packers to me is that safety position. I think the safety spot, it's very, not a a lot of talent there. Um, Not very deep, not a lot of talent. And it is worrisome that that position could be the Achilles heel of this Packer defense. Just, Just being... Uh, being honest, they did claim Zane Anderson and Ben Sims was a tight end. They claimed off waivers. So it looks like they're not truly done addressing that position. But the safety position does concern me um, quite a bit right now. Um, so 
with that said, I I liked I liked the fifty three man roster, and I like Goody's comment. Yes, I think it was yesterday when he was talking to the media that it's not necessarily about getting younger; it's about getting more athletic and faster. The Packers want a team that has good speed, good good athleticism. And they want a team that's going to blow you away on the track field. Now, the question is, can it translate to the football field? And I will say this. I am extremely excited for what the 2023 Green Bay Packers can be. I'm extremely, extremely excited for it. For the first time since 2008, Aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback. It's a Jordan Love era. How is Jordan Love going to do running the Packers offense? That's going to be the big question. How's he going to do running this offense? And I think he's going to do fine. I think Matt LaFleur is going to put him in situations to be successful, not ask him to do too much, do just enough, and rely heavily on the running game to get the Packers offense moving. And I know there was rumors of Jonathan Taylor, Packers going after him and whatnot. I I don't truly buy the Packers were truly interested in him. The agent, of course, is trying to stir up um, interest in him. You know, it came out that the Packers were willing to make him one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL. That's agent speak. The agent's trying to get his guy paid. So he's trying to say that the Dolphins and the Packers are willing to pay him top running back money as a way to try to stir up that money for Jonathan Taylor, uh, for him. Would I have liked him in Green Bay? Yes. I, I loved him at when he was with the Badgers. It had been great to have him in Green Bay. He's a very talented running back. But unfortunately, I just don't know how you make it work. And if they did get uh, get him, uh, get Taylor, Dylan is likely gone. He would likely be included in the trade. And then you got Aaron Jones and Taylor, which I would be fine with Jonathan Taylor being the number, uh, him and Jones being the one-two punch in the offense. I love A.J. Dillon. You see his name on my shirt here with Aaron Jones. But I understand, and I'm smart enough. I know a couple of my friends will probably disagree with me here. I'm smart enough to know that Jonathan Taylor is a uh, a better running back than A.J. Dillon. I'm smart enough to say that. Jones is he's the better all-purpose back, but Taylor's the better pure runner. I'm smart enough to know that. Again, some of you may, a couple in particular, may disagree with that comment, but I am smart enough to know that. So, um, how do I think the Packers are going to do this season? I think the Packers will finish either. Nine and eight or eight and nine. I think they're right in that range. And the reason why is that offensive line. They have a very good offensive line and pretty good depth behind the starters. Walker, Nijman, Jones are three guys that can fill in a tackle for no with no real big drop-off at all if they have to go out there and play. Not really a big drop-off there. And that means Jordan Love is going to have a lot of time to throw the football. 
And Dylan and Aaron Jones are going to have a lot of room to run the football. They don't have a true backup center, which is a little concerning, but John Runyon played snaps at center this summer. Zach Tom can play center. Elton Jenkins can play center. They got bodies there that can play center. But because of the Packers' offensive line, I think they're going to be much better than people think. They're one of the youngest teams in the NFL at 24-point-something years old on average. They have three guys 30 or above now. But I think that with the offensive line the Packers have, as well as their defensive line, I think the Packers could win nine games. Are they going to be a Super Bowl contender? No, not this year. But I think Goody is building something. He's gone back to building teams that, quote, Packer way. Ron Wolf, Packer way. He uh, he kind of coined that phase. You look back to 92 when the Packers surprisingly just missed the playoffs. They could have brought in and spent a lot of money, but they kept they kept what they were doing in place, and then they brought in the guys like your Reggie Whites and your Sean Jones and your you know those those outside guys. Goody right away, for the most part, brought in the Smiths. He brought in Amos. He brought in Turner because the Packers were close to being a Super Bowl team. Just needed some pieces. He brought some guys in. It didn't work. Well, now we're kind of starting back from square one, and I'm excited to see the young talent that the Packers general manager has accumulated over the past two or three seasons, putting the Packers in position to not even, I guess I can't even call it a, a rebuild. I, I can't, I know, I know that rebuild word is thrown around a lot, but I guess a quick rebuild, if you want to call it a rebuild, I think Goody has done enough to make it a quick rebuild. They have a lot of great, young, talented football players who, as I said, I think can, I think the ceiling is nine. I think the ceiling is nine wins. I think they'll win probably about eight. The ceiling is nine. And then we go into next year and we get to see what happens. And if Jordan Love can have a season like the 2008 Aaron Rodgers did, this is a Packer team that could definitely make the playoffs. And thank you, Steve, for, for tuning in and watching and the like. I appreciate it. This is a Packer team that can make the playoffs if Jordan Love plays like Aaron Rodgers did in 2008. I know that team was more experienced and had better talent than this team, but I think this offensive line is better than that team, and I think the defense is built better than that 2008 team. It's up to Joe Barry, God help us all, to put the defense in position to stop teams and get the football back. But we'll see what Joe Barry could do in as defensive coordinator. Now, my my Packer MVP, I think, will be Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones will truly shine in Green Bay this season without Aaron Rodgers checking everything at the at the uh I think Rodgers, without Rodgers checking everything at the line, I think we're going to truly see how dynamic Aaron Jones can be as a back. He's my team MVP. Offensive player of the year is going to be Christian Watson. Defensive player of the year, Rashawn Gary. I, I think he can be a sleeper pick for NFL defensive player of the year. He 
he looks he looks like he's back. He looks good. He had some good practices. He um yeah, he just he definitely looked the part. Um he looked healthy. So my rookies of the year defensively, this is a, a, a tough one as which guys on defense is going to shine for the Packers. I think Lucas Van Ness is the easy answer, but I don't think he gets enough. Um, I don't think he gets enough op- opportunities in in year one to get to that point. I think either Kobe Wooden or Carl Brooks is your defensive rookie of the year. They're guys that could um, definitely become the defensive rookie of the year. An offensive rookie of the year, I've seen Luke Musgrave thrown around. I, I asked a question on Twitter um, yesterday, and Luke Musgrave is thrown around. Luke Musgrave is thrown around. I think it's going to be Reed. I think uh, Jaden Reed, slot receiver, um, I think he's going to be your offensive rookie of the year for the Green Bay Packers. For the Badgers, there's a new era in Badger football this season. Yes, Paul Christ was let go middle of last season. And now we have now we have a, a new offense. Luke Fickle is a new head coach. He's bringing with you a variation of the air raid offense with Phil Longo being the offensive coordinator, more of an up-tempo, high-octane. Now, he is an offensive coordinator that has ran the ball when he's needed to or when he has had the when he's had the running backs like he did at North Carolina. He's shown that he can run the ball. And with Braylon Allen, you want to run the football. Braylon Allen is going to be a 2024, probably second or uh, late first, second round pick potential when the season's all done. And Chaz Malusi is a very talented running back as well. But the Badgers are going to be more of an up-tempo, going to look to spread the ball around, look to tread the different receivers. Um, You have a very deep wide receiving core, Oklahoma State transfer, Bryson Green, USC transfer, C.J. Williams, um, Keontes Lewis, uh, and Skyler Bell, Will Pauling, uh, DK. Uh, you have a lot of talented wide receivers at Wisconsin already, and they are going to be having a different defense too. Mike Tresso is more of a 3-3-5 defensive coordinator, so it's going to be a little bit different. And looking at the Badger schedule, and what do I expect for the 2023 Wisconsin Badgers. They open Saturday against Buffalo. Then they play Washington State in Washington State, second half of a home and home. Then they got your Georgia Southern. Then they open the Big Ten slate. They take travel to Purdue. Then they host Rutgers. Then they play Iowa. Then they play Illinois in Illinois. And then you get Ohio State at home, likely under the lights, on NBC. That should be a a fun time. Then they travel to Indiana, have Northwestern at home, 
Nebraska at home, and then they travel to Minnesota. So what are my expectations for the 2023 Wisconsin Badger football team? For me, the expectations will be, I think they could easily win the Big Ten West. I think they'll have, at most, two losses on the season. I think Ohio State will likely be a loss. And then between Iowa, Minnesota, and Illinois, one of those three could trip Wisconsin up and give them a loss. Who knows what Nebraska does this year? They've not been good since joining the Big Ten. Now they got a new coach, so who knows? But the Badgers really, in my opinion, should be undefeated October 28th going hosting the, or the, sorry, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think they could easily be undefeated. If they can, you know, the toughest challenges to stop that is Iowa at home on the 14th and at Illinois on the 21st. Illinois is a team that completely took Wisconsin at home to the woodshed last year, which led to Paul Chris being terminated pretty much in the middle of a Green Bay Packer game last season. Typically, you don't see a lot of breaking news during the during a Packer game, but yeah, you know, uh, Chris being fired definitely made the headlines during or late during a Packer game last year. But that's my expectations of the Badgers. They should easily win the Big Ten West. I think they're the best team in the Big Ten West, and then it'll come down to do they in the final year of the Big Ten the way it is, do the Badgers beat Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten championship game? That's what we're going to see. And whatever happens October 28th, if the Badgers don't play well, excuse me, and Ohio State just takes them to their woodshed, don't look too much at that if they end up playing in the Big Ten championship. Because the Badgers are learning a new offense, are learning a new defense, it's going to take some time to put everything together and get everything clicking. I just think with the way the schedule lines up early on, especially it's kind of an easy schedule and they should go. They should be undefeated going against Ohio state. And lastly, going to stick to college sports here. Big applause to the university of Nebraska. Big applause to them. And part of me, I'm not going to lie, part of me is a little salty that we didn't get to see a Wisconsin volleyball game at Camp Randall first. Joe, all kidding aside, big props to Nebraska volleyball as we had the Nebraska Cornhusker volleyball team play at the football stadium last night and set the world attendance record for women's sports of 92,000 plus fans checking in the volleyball games that were played. Nebraska beat Nebraska Omaha, and then there was a couple other Nebraska colleges that were there as well. Kind of, I guess you could call it the undercard, I guess. But big props to them. 92,000 people for a volleyball game. Wow. That that is something else and I I tip my hats to them and all the fans that were there and it looked like watching on 
you know, seeing the highlights on TV this morning. It looked like it was a great night for volleyball. It was a great presentation. And the next step I want to see Nebraska take, hey, if you work with the Nebraska Athletic Department or the volleyball program, next season, let's have Wisconsin versus Nebraska at Memorial Stadium or whatever your football stadium is called. Let's do it. I think it'll be a hell of a good time. Two of the top volleyball programs in the nation going head-to-head at that site. So was going to talk some Milwaukee Brewers today. Not going to. I'm going to have another show on Labor Day where I'm going to give you all my NFL predictions. Sorry, I got something in my eye. Going to give you my predictions on the NFL season and let you know who I think is going to win the Super Bowl, who is going to be MVP. And I'm also going to talk some Milwaukee Brewers at some point on Labor Day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. The podcast will go live tomorrow morning. Until then, you can watch the video replays on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, Talking Sports with Evan on Facebook, Evan with Allison on YouTube, and Evan with Sports on on uh, X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it these days. Until then, Steve, thanks for watching. Thanks for the comment. Have fun at the Raider watch party. Unfortunately, I can't be there. Wish I could, but let's go over scene Raiders, and we'll talk next week.